was on the 9th of June In 1862 on a summer's afternoon I took the bus from Loris And she was heavy laden Away we went and I kind of went straight to say the race and played it Oh, you lads, you should have seen us getting Passing the folks along the road All of them were staring All the lads and lasses there They'll be sliding faces Getting along the scuffs with Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, episode 106. And Boxing Day was not fun. It was for maybe 30 minutes, but the rest of it You can give me a follow on Twitter at NUSC underscore Greg. Today's podcast is just going to be me because Elijah, most people don't know, is allergic to Newcastle getting blown out. So because we got blown out. Elijah can't make it today. He's not feeling well. Um, but really, it was because of his aunt's dog. But I like the blowout story a little bit better. So make sure you give me a follow on Twitter. Give our podcast a follow at chn underscore radio. And then our main account. That's your account for all the articles, all the match day updates, everything like that, at Coming Home NUFC. All right. So today's podcast, it's going to be yours truly. Uh, we just, we don't really have any news, but I'm just going to gloss over one subject and then we're going to recap the match against Manchester United. Uh, and then we're going to preview the upcoming match against Everton. So jam packed, it's going to be fun and let's get right into it. So, uh, the only news facet that I want to talk to before the match, get into the match stuff is Alan Pardue. He's going to Den Haag. At the Hague, um, he it's it was I guess out of nowhere I guess I I mean I don't know if we're really all following Alan Pardue but he has been confirmed as their new head coach as Dutch side in Hague for the rest of the season at least. Um, so they're struggling right now in the Eredivisie. Uh, they're second from bottom, 13 points from 18, and they're three points from safety right now. So they lost 6-1 to one by Ajax in the last match. And Pardew was apparently at that match. But um, January 19th will be his first match with the club. They have their winter break there. So he'll have some time to get to know the players a little, a little bit before they get started. But um, he's been abundant since he was dismissed or fired from West Brom uh, April of 2018. So he hasn't been working in a while, so that's going to be pretty interesting to see. I'd imagine if history works in its in its normal ways, I'd imagine that Haig is going to start really well and do really well for just the start and then start tanking again. So uh, that's, that's my prediction. That's literally all the news. Um, there wasn't a lot that transpired because of the holidays. So I'm not even going to go to an ad break. What we're going to do is just go straight into Manchester United. So, Manchester United 4, Newcastle United 1. It was a very tough evening uh, in in Manchester. Uh, then there's a lot of reasons for it, So, but we're, we're going to get into three words first. So, thank you guys so much for your submissions to, um, at the end of every pod, at the end of every pod, at the end of every match, we ask you guys to, oh, apparently us and the Chronicle now, because they're just stealing all of our tweets. Um, so if you notice, the Chronicle is asking for gifts and three words. 
all the time too. So we're flattered, Chronicle. Thank you for stealing our stuff. Um, but we ask you to just describe the match in three words and we will read them on the podcast. So the ones that we have here is Toon Army ATL at Toon Army ATL, Minor Fire Drill. He prefaces or adds for the plastics that were leaving the match early. A lot of that at Manchester United. Marcus O'Malley at Chasing a Cup. Where was Yedlin? Uh, wait. We'll get into that. Do you mean... I mean, he was on the pitch. Do you mean he was just, like, absent? Because, yeah, a lot of people were. Um, Trevor Mooney at Trevor Mooney 12. Brucey still shite, for sure. Toon Army Syracuse at Toon Army's Cuse. I had beer. Nice. Congrats. Jeff Can at Jeff Can 4. Man, you blows. Definitely. Eric. Oh, I'm sorry, Eric. I might pronounce this wrong. Eric Jerk. Uh, at Nordic Jordy. Performance-based result. Couldn't say that any more true than what it was there. Um, Mr. Steer Worldwide. At underscore, or sorry, at yo underscore ho underscore no underscore mo. You blew it. It's in a gift, too, which is always encouraged. Uh, Kenny Wharton sits on the ball at Noel Pecker. Self-destruct button. G-Mac at Super Mac Tune. Drink, drink, drink. Paul White fo- photo at Paul White photo. Mike Ashley's Newcastle. Chris at Rabbit Trousers. Hopeless, inept, clueless. I really like those. And Mark Piggins 79 at Mark Piggins. Utter effing shite. So, as always, these three words really do give us an idea into how the match went. Like, with ex- like just a lot of accuracy. Um, so, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll describe just at least my thoughts on the match. And, um... We'll just go into a little bit of detail there. So starting with lineups, it was interesting. So we're we're we have a we're in a streak now where we're getting a lot of matches back to back. So um, you're expecting there to be some turnover in the side, and there certainly was. So Newcastle lining up with Dubrovka and Net, then Mankio, Cher, Fernandez, Lejeune, Willems, and then Sean Longstaff, Maddie Longstaff, Almiron. Jolinton and Gale. Uh, the bench was Darlow, Yedlin, Kraft, Hayden, Shelby, Atsu, and Carroll. So the the first thing, and I, I work from the bench up. The first thing I notice is like Carroll and Shelby are still on the bench. You know, in my situ, in my thoughts against like on the road and against an opponent who. Let's face it. I mean, and, and they proved it today that they're just better than us. I would rather just start. Shelby and Carroll, and then just take them out at halftime. Like, why? Why do we have to save them for the end? But clearly, they weren't used at all, so it's clearly just filling the bench. But just a thought there. Um, both long staffs, double long staff in the middle. That was interesting. Gale getting the start uh, just gives you an idea. Muto is completely out of the picture, it seems. Uh, Mankio again over Yedlin, and then uh, Willems is back, which is which at the time seemed like a a very welcome thing. So it, it was um, curious to see what was happening with the formation. So they did a couple things here on the formation side of it. So they started with a, it was a two up front, Dolenton and Gale, 
And then Almiron was deeper in the pocket. So, like, um, it was Mankio right wing back, Willems left wing back. The long staffs were in the midfield together at the start. And then he, but Sean was sitting deepest. And then Maddie was to his right, but further ahead. And then Almiron was in a free roll in the midfield, to, further towards the left, though. And then they kind of settled into that 5-3-2. But it was a kind of a more unique formation on the onslaught. Um, at first, when I first watched it, I thought it was a 5-3-2 from the beginning. But I went back and, and just looked a little bit at the beginning. And I saw that, yeah, this is more of a staggered midfield um, that, they were, that we were playing with there. But uh, my thoughts on it, we'll, we'll know pretty soon. So the match started. and. We were doing pretty well. Like, we, we weren't getting the ball. I don't think that was an expe- expectation at all. But we were controlling the game well. Um, Manchester United was forcing a lot of cr- corners. They're definitely attacking. And then we started about, right when we got our legs warm, we started getting our chances. And the first one was Gale. Oh, my gosh. This was a, a brutal miss by Dwight Gale. And it just adds to the litany of mistakes that Newcastle United made today. Um, it was Jolinton. Great play by him. Um, and he takes a man down by himself, like just absolutely destroys him, has a one-two with Gale, and then he sends the striker clear behind the defense. And it was one-on-one, De Gea and Gale, and Gale just blasted it over the bar. I mean, you just need composure in that situation. I understand him getting excited. He wants that Premier League goal. But, I mean, that's just a brutal miss by Dwight. Um, but, luckily, shortly after that, he did it again. Matty, ice in his veins, long staff, with the goal. And it was a beauty. Um, the way, You could hear the weigh-ins, like, just going nuts the entire time. Uh, we won the ball just inside our own half. And then Gale curled a lovely ball into Matty Longstaff. And he chipped it to Jolinton. Um, Jolinton stayed up. He could have easily gone down here, but he stayed up, kept the play going. He turned and then passed it back to Matty Longstaff and he touched, took like one small touch and then fired it low and into the corner for a goal. One nothing Newcastle. And that was it. I mean, like Matty Longstaff getting two goals and both of them against Man United. That's, that's a pretty epic start. Y'all that's pretty, that's a pretty great start. So, uh, at, at this point, we're feeling great about ourselves. We're, we're feeling like we have this game in control. We're hitting them when we need to. Uh, and Maddie's done it again. And unfortunately, it wasn't long after. It was frustrating. <laughs> um, and Steve Bruce even showed it too. Uh, but Manchester United quickly equalized. Uh, it was... Luke, old Luke, was attacking down the left, um, and he played it to Pereira, Pereira, and then Pereira laid it back to Martial, and it was a right-footed shot. It curled on Dubrovka, but and it should have been a save by Dubrovka. So it hits it hits both of his hands, bounces down on the ground, and in and behind Dubrovka for a goal, um, one to one. So and the momentum from that point absolutely shifted, and it was not good. Um, it was just an absolute dominant performance from this point forward. So there's a couple of things. Actually, I'll, I'll wait till the halftime portion of this before we get dive into that. So then, a few minutes later, it was Greenwood. 
goal, two to one Manchester United. It was a brutally bad pass from Cher. He passed it to Greenwood. Like Cher should get an assist on this goal. Um, he got the ball from Dubrovka, and then he was under pressure from Ross, Rashford. But it seemed like he could have easily just cleared it down the pitch or picked his head up and found somebody that's open. He still had time, but he just rushed and passed the ball directly to Mason Greenwood, and he just takes a shot from the edge of the area and absolutely pounds it off the bottom of the bar. Um, it deflected. I think it deflected off of Fernandez, but like Dubrovka, no way Dubrovka saves that. No way any keeper saves that ball. That was going in no matter what. And uh, just like that, 35 minutes in, we're down. We're down a goal. And then just six minutes after that, we're down two goals. Three to one, Manchester United. Um, this one was a frustrating one because Matty Longstaff was fouled. And he went down in the middle of the pitch after being shoved away from McTominay, who was already on a yellow, and it's already committed a pretty iffy yellow card or not foul against Almiron shortly after the yellow card, and then had this foul. So it's like, which wasn't called, but it's like, man, how many passes is he going to get before he gets another card? Um, But it wasn't called. Matty Longstaff was down the pitch, and... uh, Manchester United attacked. Juan Bissaka crossed. Radford beat Cher in the air. Just plain turkey. Just Cher did not rise enough to the ball. Radford beat him. Headed it in. Three to one. Manchester United. Um, it was probably the worst fifteen minutes of Fabian Cher's career at Newcastle United. It was brutally bad. Um, I like. I wanted him off the pitch immediately. Like, and then he picked up a yellow shortly after. Um just out of frustration, and it's just like, oh my gosh, this is one of the worst performances I've seen from him, um, and it ended at halftime at 3-1. to one. Um, We looked very dangerous on the break early in the match, and that's obviously part of why Maddie scored, but since that goal, since the first goal where Dubravka made, a, made an error, like the moment we've lost everything. We lost our shape, we lost any attacking threat that we had, um, all three goals were completely avoidable, but they were all scored. So it's it was a tough one for sure. So a couple things I wanted to say here, um, tactics-wise. So we were doing fine. Obviously, when we were up one nothing, we were doing fine. And then right when that goal, I mentioned that things we lost our way right after that goal. It was unbelievable how much space Manchester United were afforded in the middle of the pitch, and that's and that's due to a couple things, tactics. Like, Bruce needs to understand that if th- if things aren't working or if we're absolutely being, being torched in an area, it's okay to change your tactics. I, I mean, I, don't, I hope that he doesn't think that Newcastle players are that inept that if we change our formation or change his strategy a little bit, they're just going to bundle. But, like, the fact that we just – they were just taking it to us and we did nothing about it, that's – Poor form, in my opinion. I mean, we need to do better there. Um, that was my first gripe. The other is Sean Longstaff had a miserable day. And if you're going to be sitting in that six, holding back and connecting between the defense and, and pushing forward, you need to stay in that role. You need to stay in that position, stay disciplined. And Sean didn't do that at all today, which was a lot of reason of why he was, or Manchester United was afforded all that space. 
Um, so real big issues going on, and it was glaring um, at the end of that first half, but nothing changed, and that's the biggest problem with Steve Bruce so far is when things go bad, they just continue to go bad, and no changes are made, no adjustments are made on the fly. Um, so right after the break, Man United made a good substitution. Um, McDominay, I feel like, wanted a red card in this match, but he didn't get one, so they brought on Paul Pogba, and then... Second half started, and it was just domination once again. And then shortly after, seven minutes after the break, it became 4-1. to one. And it was Sean Longstaff. Like I said, pretty bad day for him. Um, he just underhits a back pass to Dubrovka, like severely <laughs> underhits it. And Martial runs in behind Fernandez, dinks of all over Dubrovka, 4-1. to one. Um yeah, I it was this it was so bad. Um, Newcastle, that's where the change happened when we were three goals down. <laughs> um, we we took out Gale, who was just completely irrelevant the entire match besides that one chance, and replacing the Atsu. And when we did that, we switched to a five four one. Um, so that was the first time that it, it took us losing by three goals for Steve Bruce to make any changes in this one. Um, we go to the five four one, and again, once again, nothing happened, and it just looked bad the entire way through. So, um, on the five four one though, uh, it was Almiron on the right and Atsu on the left. Uh, Jolinton was up top by himself, and the wingbacks dropped back. Um, we took Almiron off for Yedlin, also, and then we brought in Emil Croft. For Fabian Chair. So at one point in the second half, we had three right backs on the pitch. I mean, can't make this stuff up. Uh, I know we don't have a lot of. I don't know. We don't have a lot of people to choose from, but it was just a brutal day. Uh, I'm not really going to dive into anything else. Tactics wise, I've kind of said what I want to say there, but that's the final. Four to one. Manchester United. Um, it was just. Just mistakes led to an awful collapse. Very poor performances across the entire team here. And you got to hope that like the we have to respond positively against Everton um, because performances like these, you always concern, like, is this going to become a trend? I saw a lot of supporters online afterwards talking about, like, uh, well, you knew this was coming. And we, we've talked about this on this podcast about expected goals and the chances of, like, we're severely outperforming our expected goal marks more than any other team. And you got to wonder, like, is that going to haunt us a bit? We did get a goal in this one, um, but nowhere near, like, I mean, this is just a terrible performance. And, and we are playing, like, one of the worst teams in the Premier League in this match. So I feel like... Unfortunately, to say this, like Newcastle got what they deserved in this match. Um, just simply not good enough. Uh, completely off standard here. And it was, I can't stress enough, bad all around. Uh, we'll go to quotes. Um, Steve Bruce said, uh, for half an hour, we gave it as good as we've got, created the better openings, and then all of a sudden we've gifted them the first goal and the second. And when you come here, you can't make those mistakes. That is the biggest disappointment we all feel. You can't make that many mistakes here. It is disappointing, 
The reason we have got a few results is the way we have defended. We made far too many individual errors today. You were never surprised about the character of Manchester United. That is the disappointment. No player wants to make the mistakes that we did. Um, so it was all all mistake based. I you know I wish reporters would ask him about making adjustments on the fly, but that's obviously not happening here. Um, so um, going to stats, um, Steve Bruce played. Uh, he used to play at Manchester United. So he managed against one of his old clubs. It's the fifth time in seven games that Steve Bruce has managed against one of his old clubs. He was a Villa manager, a Sheffield United manager, a Burnley apprentice, a Palace manager, and a Manchester United player. Um, He has 11 appearances in the visiting dugout at Old Trafford, and it's 10 losses and a draw now um, overall. Uh, next one, Matt Longstaff, old Matty boy. He scored his second Premier League goal of the season, both which came against Manchester United. And he became the first Newcastle player to net home and away against Manchester United in the same season since Demba Ba, my man. Shaw Bears here. Um, 538. So 538 actually, once again, that's six matches in a row now that they've predicted. They said this would be... It was the second highest chance of a team winning in the Premier League. Um, so they were very heavily leaning towards Manchester United in this match. And they were right. So at the end of the season, uh, they project how the Premier League will go. Uh, they had us in in um, 13th place. Um, and, and we've stayed there. We They had us in 45 points. Now it's 44, but still holding in 13th place. Level one points with Southampton, but they think that we'll finish with a slightly better goal difference than them, um, but still safe from relegation. 44 points by this model will make us seven points clear of relegation. So, um, should be, for the most part, a fairly comfortable season still, even with these these stats. For relegation, um, the, the three most likely, 44% chance, are Aston Villa. 59% chance is Watford, and 85% chance is Norwich. So, very interesting stuff there for expected goals or expected numbers. Um, and it, it, this this is eye-opening because this shows the, how bad the mistakes hurt us. For expected goals, Manchester United beat us. It, they had... Two expected goals, 2.00. So they're expected to score two based on the way they played. Um, obviously, they have four, so they grossly outperformed that. And then we had 1.05 expected goals. So we pretty much came right in line with how we played. So by the by the rate of play, by how things looked, we should have lost to Manchester United 2-1. to one. Um, Losing 4-1 to one is unacceptable in that situation. Um, the for, for players... Like what, what players showed the best. Um, let's see if I can pull that up real quick. Um, I don't I don't think I'm going to find it. But either way, it clearly wasn't good. Um, I'm trying to find it still. This is great. Great podcast material. Oh, I found it. 
Cool. So for players for Newcastle, the person with the most expected goals was Matty Longstaff, 0.55. Um, he obviously got his goal. Second most was Dwight Gale, 0.33. That's from that one chance right there. Um, and for expected assists, it was Dolenton, uh, 0.9. Um, he finished with one, so he did a little bit better than that too. Um, yeah, so we're we're just pretty much in line with our expected there, which typically we've been outperforming that, so it was a little bit tougher in this one. Cool. Premier League table. After losing that one, we certainly take a blow. Um, we're still in the top ten though, and I I had a question. How many top 10 clubs have had a worse goal difference than Newcastle United? We're minus nine right now. I can't remember. I don't know where to even find the stat of a team that has that low of a goal difference in the top 10 by this point of the year. So we're in 10th. Uh, we're a point ahead of Arsenal. We're one behind Crystal Palace, two behind Wolves, three behind Man United, four behind Sheffield and Spurs for fifth place. So... Um, still, still right up there, still close enough to get, to get up higher. That makes Everton all the bigger. Everton's three points behind us. Um, and we are currently seven points from a relegation spot. Cool, cool, cool. So best and worst players. Um, I, the, the best player is Matty Longstaff for getting that goal. I'm going to give him all the props there, but what we need to focus on is the worst in this case. It sucks to talk about. Oh, actually, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this for best player. The best player. I mean, Maddie for getting the goal, but Jolinton had a great day. I, I will say that he's the only player that I think across the board just played very well. Um, clearly, isolating him is is obviously not the answer because that hasn't worked out at all. But Jolinton had a great day. And he played very well. And he's the only player that truly, I would say, like, did what he was supposed to do and looked good doing it. So, got to give credit where credit's due. He's actually the only player on who scored that got over a 7. Um, and it was 7.78, so a really good score. Um, worst player for me is Fabian Cher. Um, there's there's three that are on my shit list right now, and it's Cher, Dubrovka, and Longstaff. All three made super costly errors that led to goals, and all th all three also didn't help at all with their performance today. Um, Dubrovka made some nicer saves, but he definitely acted them out to make them look more significant than they needed to be. But Cher and Longstaff just were awful, just absolutely bad. And it's Longstaff; he's kind of making that a consistent trend this season. But Cher, that's that's shocking that how bad he did. So overall, just not good. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. So we are going to take a break and we're going to preview our match against Everton right after this. All right, all right, all right. Newcastle United versus Everton this Saturday, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. British. Newcastle United versus Everton. This is this is a big one. Um, we need to make sure that we're not going to make this a trend and 
fall back on the table. It's a home match. We're, we have a great record at home this year. So hoping to continue on that over everything. Now my question, I, I would usually ask Elijah this, but why why do we hate Everton? Well, there's a lot of reasons. They're not even the best club in their city. They're not even the most supported club in their city. Um, so that's that's just a start. I mean, that's trashy as it is. And then if you've ever watched Creed, um, the main boxer there supports Everton. They play at Everton, and the guy's kind of a, a douche canoe. So that's it. Um, so I just did a little, did a little look and was like, Hmm, I wonder what Everton is, is going to be like on urban dictionary. So I found this one, a club with very little success. Fans of Everton tend to insult other clubs rather than attempt to compliment their own. Evertonians tend to be the scum that hang around on street corners and generally give the city of Liverpool a bad name. I used, in a sentence, I'll, I'll try to do this, Evertonian, Aitla, Liverpoolian. When did you last win the league? Evertonian, Stevie G is shaitla. I have no idea what any of that means, but I tried to do the best I could. Um, yeah, um, a football team in Liverpool, which happens to have the most biased and disillusioned fans to ever walk the planet. Uh, Everton, neighbors of five-time European Cup winners, Liverpool FC. <laughs> uh, very small football club in the city of Liverpool, forever in the shadow of rivals. Everton claim to be the people's club, but very rarely fill their own stadium. Very bitter, twisted supporters who blame Liverpool for all their faults. Everton, a mediocre football club in Liverpool. Not as good as Liverpool, but not as hated. Everton got thrashed six to one at home by a weakened Arsenal team. Okay, um, yeah. So that's some of the things I pulled up there. Um, Premier League table before we get into the preview. Um, so I mentioned this in the Man, Man United recap. Everton sits in thirteenth on twenty two points. We're in tenth on twenty five. So this is this would be a huge opportunity for Everton to climb out of that relegation scrap, and it'd be a huge opportunity to put us back where we were before the shellacking we just received. So a lot's on the line here. Uh, Everton wins. They will pass us in the table. So don't want to have that. Um, So this is a big match for sure. Uh, Lineups, injuries. Let's see what we're going to get to here. So it seems Theo Walcott is going to be out, um, along with Morgan Schneiderlin and Alex Iwobi. So that's good for us. For us, it's the same old, same old. LaSalle's ASM not going to play. Um, we definitely have a lot of injuries, but uh, I'm imagining because of the short time frame between matches, 48 hours, that we're going to have another rotated side. But I think it's going to be the better of the rotated side. I think we'll have Shelby back, Carroll back over Dale. Um, so I'm thinking a Jolinton and Carroll up top. Uh, I'd go with, I I doubt we'd bench Almiron. So I'm going to go with Almiron um, and then Isaac Hayden. And then 
man. I guess just the same back line. Willems. Oh, maybe maybe not share. Um, so Dummett, Willems, Dummett, Fernandez, Lejeune, and either Mankio or Yedlin, probably Yedlin. So that that's my guess for this lineup. Um, having Shelby and Carroll in there are going to be a big difference for here. Um, we just need the other thing we need is Tanguji Max to come back as fast as possible. Um, that's the only way that that this is going to go well for us. Um, so how does Newcastle win this match? Um, and this is going to be a tough one. We're going to be both both sides are going to be tired. So I'm going to go with. I want to I want to stay with the 352. Shelby's going to have to take control in this match. Um and and Carroll. Carroll's hold of play is going to be great. I actually fancy Carroll to to get a goal here. Possible. Um so let's hope that happens. And then just style play-wise, we 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 need to we and we're, we're not going to attack Everton. We're going to bunker, even at home, just like we have with most of our opponents. And we need to take opportunity of those shots that we get. And we're, we're getting opportunities, and we are putting away one or two a match. And that's that's the difference. That's what's going to make us win these, these matches, these scrappy matches, even when we're not the better team. That's how it's going to happen. So uh, let's let's hope for that. We got absolutely manhandled by 22 shots to seven, but it, without mistakes, argument could have been made that this ends in a 1-1 draw against Manchester United. So I want the same type of thing to happen with no mistakes. We might be able to get three points here. We're, we're unbeaten um, since the home opener, so at home. So just hoping to continue that. Um, for Everton, players to watch out for here. So obviously they have some injuries, so that – Makes things a little bit more challenging for them, which is very good for us. But they definitely have a good squad, and they have a lot of experience here. Um, some players that I think are just definite players to watch out for are Richarlison. Um, he's going to be lined up on the right. He's having a pretty good year. Six year, six goals, two assists. Um, I think he's definitely their best player. Um, Jabril, oh my gosh, Jabril Sidibe. Sidibe. Um, he's like a defensive midfielder. Has four assists on the year. He's dominating. Um, Yeri Mina also doing well. Lucas Digne doing well. So, uh, and I know uh, at Trevor Mooney 12, we'll be mad if I didn't at least mention Gilfie Sigurdsson. Um, but Richarlson is definitely the best player on the pitch for them. Um, also, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he's, having, he's getting a lot of goals this year. So he, he's one to look out for. He goes kind of silent, and then he'll get his chances, and he'll make you pay for it. But um, we're going to need to focus on Richardson for sure. Cool. So stats. This is going to be a shorter pod because, you know, Elijah's not here. <laughs> um, stats are we are unbeaten at home. Since our first match against Arsenal, it's a huge, huge thing to keep intact. Um, really hoping that continues. I don't really have any other stats. So, 
we go to 538. They project how every game should be this season. So how do they project this one? It's not good. If we so they've projected the right result in the six straight Newcastle matches. In this one, they say that Everton have a 41% chance to beat Newcastle. Newcastle with a 31% chance to beat Everton and a 28% chance to draw. So, um, kind of stats stats are not on our side here. So that being said, I think you know in the last last match is is definitely giving me a lot of concerns. Everton's looking pretty good. Um, they've since they lost five to two to Liverpool on December 4th, and then they beat Chelsea 3-1. to They drew Man United. They drew Leicester. They drew Arsenal and beat Burnley. Um, so they got a new manager. So a lot of things have – a lot of positive has happened. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with 538 here. I think, uh, I think this is a pretty boring match. Um, it's a lot of people – a lot of – like – Carlo Ancelotti is trying to feel out his team and we're trying to catch our breath from all the playing that we've been doing and doing well. Uh, but I see us losing this match one to nothing. Um, I, I just don't see this team needs a break and we're not going to get one really anytime soon. So it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a tough watch for sure. Uh, the one trap, that could be in our advantage is Everton's next match is Man City. So I'm hoping that they look over us and go for it. That's one way that we can get some points out of this one. But other than that, it's uh, it, it's not looking positive for Newcastle at the moment. It's hard to feel positive after a match like that. So let's hope I'm wrong. Let's hope the, the team rallies and we get Shelby and Carroll back and they can take over the match for us. But um, until then, I don't have much positive to say. Um, it's just pretty miserable right now. So hopefully it gets better, but, uh, that's going to conclude this podcast, y'all. Um, a couple things, make sure you're checking out our website at comminghomenewcastle.com. Uh, great account. It's free on there. You can comment on the articles. I'm going to have a day after report from this Manchester United match. Feel free to create an account. It's completely free. You can comment on the article. I'll comment back, let you know what you think. Um, also, if you're interested in contributing, if you're interested in writing at all, you can email us at chnradionufc at gmail.com. I almost forgot the email address. Shoot us an email, and we'll uh, we'll ha- we'd love for you to write for us, write with us. Um, it's a pretty fun group that we have. And then also, coming up in April, we have a live live show. The Toon Army America meetup is going to be in Baltimore. So we're going to be giving more details about that pretty soon too. So get excited. Um, Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Hope everyone has a Happy New Year. Happy holidays all around. Um, We love you. And we will be seeing you next Tuesday. You'll be getting the next podcast, which will recap our Everton match and previewing our upcoming match against Leicester, the homecoming for Iose Perez. So it should be a big one. Um, But that concludes episode 106 of CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. And missing us is the best thing in the land. Elijah Newsome, but he'll be back for the next show. 
and have a happy holidays and a way It's cold up there in summer, it's like sitting inside a fridge, but I wish I was on the case side, looking at the old time bridge. I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail, I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the club again, I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park, if the Gallagher's end in the rain, I'm coming home. To be a Jody and to live in Jody land. Some people think we're 40 and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self pity and we're not so very tough. Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of the river tine. I'm coming home. Newcastle, I wish I'd never been a weird. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing Henny how I'm coming home. And I miss the old blind busker who stands at Phoenix door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names Like Linda Swan in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again Brave the dark at St. James's Park in the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of the river tide. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing Henny Howie. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. Walk the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the dark. It's in James's Park, at the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home.